You want to do it? Can we, can we do a bathroom break? Ah, I see you weren't prepared I'm a for ba- this. I'm a bad AV driver. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Love in Brief, a brief ABDL podcast focused on issues of love. That's love for yourself, love for others, love for the community, and today, very specifically, love for diapers. I mean, not every ABDL is into diapers, but seems like almost all of them are, most of them. And if you're not, that's cool too. But boy, there's a lot of us that spend a lot of time thinking about these wonderful little plastic and cotton and filler packages that do so much in our lives. And so we want to talk about diapers today. And, you know, I know the last two or three episodes have been kind of a huge bummer. Uh, We're going through some important stuff and really glad that we were able to experience that with you. We wanted just a fun one. So this one's going to be a fun one. And I have a couple of guests on that I'm super excited about because they spend a lot of time thinking about diapers uh, like many of us, but also spend a lot of time even collecting and archiving and talking about the differences between different diapers and the historical uh, role, you know, as they've sort of evolved. So I, I just want to dive right in. This is a diaper episode of Love and Brief and uh, pure focus on something that is just so fun. So instead of my normal question that I normally start the podcast with, which is tell me about your love, I'm going to get real specific and say, what do you love about diapers? So uh, I know it's a big question, but I'll start here with a voice you have heard before on the podcast quite some time ago. And this is Ultra Pampers. Uh, welcome back, Ultra Pampers, and tell me, what do you love about diapers? Oh, my goodness. Um, first of all, thanks for having me again. Um, this podcast is, a, is an awesome service to the community. And, Absolutely. Um, um, yeah, boy, this would be a really, really long show if I, if I dove into that uh, too deeply. Um, but I don't know. There's just there's something that's tactile. There's something uh, just sensory, but there's also something kind of above that, uh, a little bit of the, the forbiddenness, I suppose, of it that, that caught me uh, early on. Um, and again, I'm one of these, these folks that doesn't have a good explanation for why I, I'm into this, and, and we've covered this on, on previous discussions about uh, you know, how you feel like you're the only one in the world and, and all this sort of stuff. I certainly went through all that in my teenage years and, and early 20s. Um, mm-hmm. But I finally came to realize that, hey, this is just an object that makes me happy and is soft and comforting and is a go-to um, that's not hurting anyone and that, that I really, really enjoy. And, and then because of that, getting fascinated um, by the different uh, brands uh, and how they're made, the technical side of it, it, it turns into a rabbit hole and then you get a little bit obsessed about just learning more and and trying to experience everything. I mean, variety is the spice of life, and I think that can definitely apply to uh, to diapers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of those things I've, I've uh, commented on before on the podcast, which is, you know, some folks, they, they find their diaper and they're like, this is it. This is, it's perfect. It should never change. I want nothing else. I'm not one of those people. I really enjoy variety. And I really like that there are so many different feels and features and thicknesses, and some are really absorbent and some are just terrible. And even that's fun for me. So I'm, I'm right there with you. I'll also say, yeah, you bring this historic focus too, which I really enjoy because you have done some of the research into sort of like how this became a thing. And I think it's so cool that you found something that not only do you enjoy, but that you have kind of a historic fascination with. 
Yeah, and we live in a, an amazing time right now. We are truly spoiled for choice. So if you'd asked me 10 years ago to, to name all of the uh, ABDL-targeted printed uh, uh, brands and individual products, I probably could do that and maybe hit 95% of them or better. Yeah. Nowadays, I, I really I really don't think I'd, I'd do very well at all, just because there's so many uh, manufacturers out there that are introducing new products. Uh, um it's amazing. I, if you'd asked me 15, 20 years ago, would we find ourselves in this situation, uh, I would have never imagined it. it it's really wild. And oh, I love absolutely. it. And, and I'm, I'm so happy that the different manufacturers can be successful, that the market is big enough uh, to keep them going. In, in fact, I think it's bigger than even they're, they're satisfying right now. I mean, how many of us yeah. have encountered the out-of-stock messages and, and all this? Yeah. I mean, I, I know the owner of ABU, and I'm, I... I'm fortunate to live very close to there and stop by the warehouse every now and then. And, you know, that, that business is booming and, and mm-hmm. their competitors are, are doing well and, and booming. And so I'm all for it. Yeah, it really is magical in that I remember if you'd have asked me, I don't know how many years ago, 15, 20 years ago, um, name all the ABDL diapers. I would have said Bambino, Classico, I think just that one. So we'll, we'll, we'll do a little historic retrospective on that in just a moment. I want to introduce our other guest. Um, and uh, this is a first-time guest to Love and Brief, but certainly somebody who has spent a lot of time thinking about, again, collecting, archiving, and uh, focusing on what is great and what can improve across diapers and diaper brands. Um, welcome to our podcast, Brat Sakistic from Instagram, or um, as they like to be called, Lou. Welcome, Lou. Hello. Um, thanks for having me. I'm so glad to have you here. And I'll ask you the same question. What? Tell me about your love when it comes to diapers. Oh, my gosh. Um, so much. There's obviously, yeah, the sensory parts of it, the aesthetics. They're adorable. Um, I also come from more of, like, the traditional BDSM world originally. So what drew me to them in the first place was a lot of, like, water sports aspects. The It's beautifully intimate to do diaper changes with people it's a power exchange aspect that it adds um yeah lots of them also different types of vinyl and plastics that get involved there yeah lots of variety lots of lots of good things there yeah I, i i love this sort of entree into the diaper world through water sports um and i wonder if if you could tell me a little bit about sort of how you made the the i won't say the change but the addition of diapers after already sort of exploring the water sports world. Yeah, so I I mean I always had like interesting feelings towards diapers and stuff growing up, but I wasn't exposed to any siblings or anything and I was also raised um, by more hippie parents with like cloth diapers, so I'm very curious what my upbringing with that kink would have been like had I been more exposed um, through my life. Uh. But yeah, so I had, I was in like CGL relationships and I was very into pet play and just going to the dungeon doing stuff with friends and partners at home and one day someone was like you know you can like wear a puppy pad and like you don't have to just go in the backyard (laughs) and then that's when I was like like mind blown and then this whole whole new world opened up and I was like wait maybe that's not you know the weird Jerry Springer episode and maybe there's a whole world of this and then I started meeting a bunch of local ABDL friends and just here we are years later fell in love 
Yeah, I, I love this idea of thinking about a diaper as a puppy pad you can wear. It's <laughs> a really fun sort of inversion for me because I always thought of it as a diaper first and then a puppy pad was like a diaper wannabe. You know what I mean? Like a big, flat, not as fun. I love the idea of reversing that. Um, well, so I want to dive right in, right? And so I think, you know, the big question that we are not going to answer right this moment is what is your favorite diaper of all time? And the only reason we're not going to answer that is because I want to save it. Uh, I did, however, ask that question, what is your favorite diaper and why, to uh, those who follow us on Instagram and those who follow us on Tumblr. And I want to share just a few of the responses. And I'll be sharing responses probably all the way throughout this episode. But I want to share just a few that came in. I will say, we heard a lot about a handful of diapers that just came up over and over again. So I'm going to invite you, our diaper experts, uh, to weigh in on some of these. Uh, the one that I'll call out first is, gosh, I can't, I can't help but get to it. The word Mega Max came up a lot. So, for instance, uh, Baby Mushake four twenty said, "Mega Max are my favorite for daily or public wear." Um, we we heard over and over again that Mega Max has this like ridiculous capacity. Um, that Mega Max sort of changed the game. I am really curious for your. Uh, thoughts and experience of this this Mega Max brand. Sure, um, this is probably a, a good time to introduce that I'm an, an, an odd choice, I think, for this podcast because uh, so much of um, people's choice in diapers, I think, comes down to their performance. Right, what they do at the basic job we always expect them to do, which is, you know, to be absorbent and to contain things and soak up things. That's kind of what people think about. Um, but I, I rarely uh, rate them that way because I'm actually one of these, uh, one of these odd folks that, uh, that doesn't really use them for, for that purpose often. Um, uh, I mean, I will. The circumstances uh, uh, call for it, and it, it, it makes sense. Uh, I certainly am not squeamish about that in any way. But that's not how I, I, I rank them. It's all about uh, the feel and comfort and fit and reliability. Um, so when it comes to Mega Max, uh, certainly an earned reputation, fantastic product, very well constructed, pretty thick, uh, and I've heard excellent absorbency. Just really haven't put that to the test myself. But I think there's even a further story to that, just that here's a medical brand that has really put some effort into going above and beyond uh, to make great products in an area where that is sorely needed for folks that require it from a medical perspective. Um, and then to show up at an ABDL convention and be able to shake hands with the owner of the company and talk about why they decided to make better products and some printed products um, and just do better than, than, than what has been out there previously that's a that's a whole podcast in and of itself. Is just what uh, um, uh, the folks at North Shore Care have have done. Um, I think in general, um, I prefer uh, some of their um, lesser absorbent, lesser thick uh, products. I guess, um, but the yeah. Mega Max is fantastic, and I certainly have tried them, and I'm sure I have a few in the closet today. Um, the prints, the colors. Uh, it's not really prints, but the uh, the color palette that they've added to it. Um, it's, it's interesting to read the reviews online about that and how much difference that makes in people's lives who are not ABDL, that are just using it as a, a medical product. People get tired of, of the same old, same old, and they want some variety. Um, and uh, yeah, 
it that's one that has come from unknown a few years ago to just sweeping sweeping the world for for value and performance um and again the things that i typically judge like comfort and sturdiness of tapes and construction a plus in all those areas See, I think this is so valuable, and I'm, I'm so glad that you brought up that you're sort of coming at it from a different angle, because you're right. Like Many of us focus on absorbency, and we talk about how many milliliters, and oh my God, you know this one was 6,500, now 7,000, now 8,000. But uh, there are so many factors in play, and the fact that you don't focus as much on that is really valuable, because you can really focus on some of the other things that you're talking about, right? Like, like construction and tape quality. So please dig in there. That's awesome. And it sounds like kind of an A plus on that front. And I, I also will say I'm with you on the fact that North Shore, I mean, the Megamax wasn't always a thing. There was a time before Megamax, right? North Shore was serving people with daily needs for diapers that were not necessarily ABDL related. They were serving those needs really well and then embraced this thing, this phenomenon that many of the previous um, medical diaper companies did not embrace. They either sort of uh, pretended like it wasn't happening or or even actively uh, tried to, to shoo people away who were in the ABDL world. North Shore leaned in. And if, if anybody listened to the episode where we interviewed their CEO, Adam, he basically said, look, I don't care why you need them. You might need them for physical reasons. You might need them for emotional reasons. You might just really like them, but I'm for you. And they have leaned into that for sure. And in my mind, those guys in XP Medical were the two companies that said, hey, you're welcome here. We have something for you and we recognize your desire slash need, however it may show up, is legitimate. And I love that. Yeah, here's where the applause sign should come on for sure. Yeah, right. Exactly. Lou, I'm curious, talk to me about your thoughts, experience with, with Megamax. Well, of course, everybody loves an all-white diaper. And yeah, Megamaxes have been great with that. I also, um, yeah, their sizing is interesting. They run a little big, but I think that's also really good because... I don't know. Sorry, I'm rambling now. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. They're an amazing company. I I like the new colors that they've been coming out with and stuff. They, on the soupy side for absorbency, but I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing for everybody. But they do. Soupy. I like that. Say more about soupy. They're like, like with the swell. Like it's like yeah. more squishy soupy, you know? Like, yep. I don't know. It'll get, because some diapers will like get, more like hard and solid and some get more like soupy and these are yep. like the squishiest of the soups so if you like squishy pants <laughs> mega maxes are the best for that ain't that the truth i remember just anybody who's followed our tumblr blog where i have a lot of pictures of rnt and a mega max you'll see like just squish butt i mean it's just like it's absurd squish butt and that's they're, delightful they're wonderful <laughs> yeah that's delightful um so I'm I, I am also curious because both of you have sort of um, yeah, collections, you know, where you've really made a, a decision to store away, uh, not you know, not just enjoy a brand new diaper, but enjoy one, store one away, or store multiples away. Um, tell me about how, and I suppose it's a little diversion from our Megamax topic, but tell me about how you do that tell me about your collection process your archiving process and what drives you to do it 
Well, for me, I when I started buying diapers, I've noticed very quickly I would fall in love with one, and then a year or two later, they would stop making them, and I sometimes I'd get lucky, and I'd have, you know, half of a case left. Sometimes I would be about to order a case, and then all of a sudden, I can't get any more ever again. So, of course, that's going to create a little bit of, like, attachment anxiety to specific diapers that come out. For sure. Yeah, so then you just start... I do, personally, I do two packs, so I have, I do more if I could, but, like, what goes in storage is two packs so that I have, if it's that special time, you know, maybe, like, 35th birthday or something, break a pack out, wear a couple, keep them, and then keep one pack, just, yeah, kind of for the museum forever. Oh, the museum. When do, when does the museum open? That's what I want to know, and how can I go? 2032. I'll okay. send you an email. I'll send, you'll be on our email list. All right, friends, you've heard it. Lou said it. They said it's going to happen 2032. So mark your calendars. And then you can come to my tomb full of my diapers one day. (laughs) It'll just be you surrounded by them. It's perfect. Exactly. And uh, Ultra Pampers, uh, I am curious about your your collection, uh, Mega Maxes and otherwise. Tell me about what, how you do it and what drives it. Uh, I think uh, Lou hinted at it uh and it's sort of the same the same drive i just think i've maybe carried it to a a ridiculous extreme perhaps um that could be an episode uh in and of itself as well (laughs) is it an intervention Um, or an episode i'm not sure which probably probably an intervention would make good sense (laughs) for anyone that was rational thinking about what what i have done but but it's the same same sort of thing right humans i think it's an it's natural to want what you can't get or if you have something you don't want it to go away if you if you love it and so mine actually started back with uh, baby diapers interestingly enough uh just trying to you know get my hands on a variety and then realizing well they don't make that one anymore and i'd like to add that to the collection and then especially when major changes happened in that industry to 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 move away from everything that i had known and loved with the the polybacked uh products of the 80s and the 90s when I thought they were at their at their pinnacle to the cloth back covers that I I detest uh, frankly yeah. uh, have a, have strong opinions uh, Ooh, about that I can't that. wait to dig into that but go ahead yep uh, so uh, I mean I I'm the guy that showed up at a Walmart uh, one day and took two shopping carts and filled them as full as they would go with uh, plastic back gloves because I knew they were going away and they just wouldn't be there anymore every every other brand had already converted I had no real thought at the time of hey, these will be valuable someday or they won't make them anymore. But I think it it harkens back to what drives any collector, somebody that collects Coca-Cola bottles or uh, you name it, stamps. It's the whole idea of they will never make this again. It won't be there again. So now's the time to <laughs> to grab it and 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 preserve it and have an example uh, of it. And so that drove it initially was actually with a collection of, of baby diapers. And then one day I realized, you know what? If that's happening there, it hasn't happened yet, but it probably will happen to uh, adult diapers as well. And I was absolutely correct. Uh, so back when I started that, Procter & Gamble still owned the Attends brand, which is yep. one I was quite fond of since we're yep. going into the, the things that we're fond of. Um, and so I ended up, you know, uh, uh, every time I would get a package, maybe I'd get another package and put them in a cardboard box and, and, and shove them away. And sure enough, next thing you know, a company called Domtar bought them out. Uh, the quality of the product went, uh, went uh, 
you know, sank. It was really poor. Not it went to not shit. It's fine. You can it say it. it totally did. Yeah. yeah it, it went. Yeah. If we can say shit on the podcast, we, we they can. went to shit. Yeah. Yep. Great. So, um, yeah, they did. So I actually kind of felt, well, you know, that, that really happened. I, uh, uh, I'm glad that I have a, a, a few cases of, of those set aside. And then of course the world got opened up. Uh, I think the internet for being able to purchase uh, things from other places in the world, right? Not just your local, your local stores. And so to get, I have some neat products. I hope we can talk about later. But um, some of the things from France that I got, a couple from Italy, um, that were adult diaper products that don't exist today. I don't even think the brands exist today. Um, but I, I got to import them. You know, back when you could buy them on eBay and get them shipped to you, try them out, and then you know, put a few in a closet and a cardboard box and. And now that has become the vault. And and same idea that Lou has. I would love someday to have the wherewithal to, to do a museum and, and just kind of show everybody how things evolved and the, the different ways they were folded and the different ways they were printed and, and all of that. It's, a, it's actually kind of a neat story. That is super cool. And I, I love that you started even before you knew you were building a collection. You were sort of, you know, there was this scarcity that was introduced. And both of you were like... Hell no, I'm not going to let this happen. And it just evolves exactly. and evolves until it's a it's a museum and maybe a hall of fame someday. Who knows? Um, so I, I should ask. I mean, I, I'm terribly curious, and I promise we'll get back to the other brands. But what is the gem of your collection, Lou Ultra Pampers? What is the one that you just have like the shining down light on in the middle of the in the middle of the room in a glass case at the museum? So my, yeah, the one, 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 one that I only have one of two is my favorite color is blue. And I have the old dark blue DC idols before they became lighter color. They got the weird old tapes. I have one of them. I've never even seen one in real life anywhere else. And yeah, that's going in a frame in my living room for sure. Wow. What makes that one so special? The, the, I mean, it was a DC idols. Why the blue one? Why, why is that special? I think a combination between I love the regular DC Idols and the like newer light blue ones they have. So yeah, just finding the rarity of it. You know, it's kind of like the holographic old school first gen Charizard of the Pokemon cards for me. Like it's it's my uh, <laughs> that's such a great that's such a great analogy. <laughs> it's my chosen class, and it's the only one of the old ones that I've ever seen. So wow. So this was the dark blue ones, not the lighter blue sort of hospital blue ones. You're talking about the dark blue ones. Yeah, like navy blue. Wow. I okay. have it. I wish I have a picture on my old phone. I'll find one though. But yeah, I have that one. I have a, all my storage unit. I need to go. I should have, if I had more time, I would have gone and dug through them before this podcast. But yeah, that's the fuzzy and sunshine gave that to me like years ago for my birthday and I, or Christmas something. But Amazing. yeah, I'm obsessed with that one. That one diaper. Amazing. And I believe Fuzzy and Sunshine were on the polyamory episode, if anybody wants to back up to that one. Um, I feel like this this one is going to be full of show notes, if only I knew how to write show notes. Uh, Ultra Pampers, what's the gem of your collection? Oh, boy. That, that's a little bit tough to pick. Um, I love so many, and there's such a variety. Um, if there has to be one, that there's a spotlight and it's in a glass case in the middle, it has to be the original cuddles, I think, uh, which is interesting to me because I didn't have that early on. If, you, if you'd asked me before I learned about that particular brand uh, or actual actual diaper, I would have said Bambino, the original Bambino, was the first that was uh, a printed 
diaper for for us, right? A company actually went and had something printed just mm. for us ABDLs. So originally that would have been the first one, the very first Bambinos. And I think I have a, a few of those lying around. But I did manage at one point to get a hold of one or two of that original Cuddles, which predated what Bambino did. And I think there's been some argument, but I, I think it holds up as it's the very first one that was uh, a printed diaper made for ABDLs. You're so kidding. I, 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 this whole time, I've been holding on to Bambino Classico as the original. It's not. I think the original Cuddles was the very first one. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, I, so. b- I believe you because I know how much you research this stuff. <laughs> I'm going to say the argument holds up because you tell me it holds up. Yeah, the old web archive, sometimes you have to go to that and dig down to, to, to when the, the websites were posted, when these things were for sale, because this is surprising, but the years have gone by, and, and that's been a long time ago now. Um, and you have one. I think I, I think I have two actually. Wow, yeah. mm-hmm. wow! And I, I will note as well that Lou said the said the word, word storage or storage locker. Um, it, it, is this a thing that you both have, like a storage locker somewhere with all of your collection? A singular one. <laughs> no, it's more than one. No. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I love that on this show. Now we have two people that actually have storage lockers for oh, yeah. for for a diaper museum. But but we exist, and yeah, <laughs> that's great. Well, I'll tell you what. You are not alone, and uh, not only because you're both in this room, but I would love to hear. Shoot me a note at leavenbrief at gmail dot com if you are another collector somewhere in the world who has a storage locker or has a big collection that you so big that you've had to move it from your home into something else. I just think that's wonderful. And, and you, and y'all aren't alone. Like collectors do this, right? It doesn't matter what you're collecting. I have a collection of mechanical amusement games that, uh, that, you know, is slowly overflowing the boundaries of my house. And I've had to sort of loan some of them out so that they can go other places. So I totally understand. Uh, this just happens to be for diapers, and I think that is fabulous. All right, so let me get back into our our brands here. I want to pull a couple of, of uh, thoughts from other folks on Tumblr and Instagram on this. Um, uh, Trans Girl Pillow Princess says, it's got to be the Mega Max. Just straightforward, period, end of sentence. Uh, Buns Breakthrough says, Mega Max, plain designs are adorable, and they're just the coziest uh cruel daddy for baby says mega max nothing fits my little better nothing holds more plenty of squish there's that soup factor and the plain colors actually feel more babyish in some ways than the overly printed ones cruel daddy for baby i have to agree with you on that uh diaperus rossi says i'm a big fan of north shore supremes and mega max so supremes predated mega max that was sort of the first ultra high capacity from north shore um, and I, I fell in love with Supremes, but they are a very different diaper. They are um, not quite as big as a Mega Max, and uh, they don't run as big, and they're kind of hard, which I don't dislike. They're just different. Uh, Diapered Meatball said, not a hot take, but Mega Max. My ideal diaper is plastic, thick, crinkly, white, absorbent, and affordable, so it kind of checks all my box, uh, all my boxes, um, and this, I, I share this with you, Diaper Meatball. Diaper Meatball says, "I just wish it didn't have the text on the sides, but I will suck that up to not break my budget on some other diapers like Trests." Um, Curious Crinkle Monster says, "Mega Max for sheer absorbency, absolutely." Um, Mega Max has a lot of love, but there's a lot of other diapers out there, so I want to move on to some other diaper choices. 
So let me call this one out. This was up there with Megamax as a very frequent uh, submission as a favorite diaper. And this is ABU Little Kings. Can we talk a little bit about ABU Little Kings? Have you tried them? Have you seen them? What are they and why do people love them? There, I love that we have positional printing. I think that is an absolute game changer. I think the kings and the little rars or whatever, the little alligators or alligators. Um, yeah, I think that's a big game changer as far as design. I do love the more baby looks. I do think we need more of a variety of cloth diapers, especially people that live places where it gets like over 100 a lot of part of the year. Mm. But I'm weird with the hook and loop. I think that... A lot of the front panels on the hook and loop, <coughs> excuse me, get kind of abrasive. Um, and they're just not the best tapes they can be. They require a lot of adjust, all hook and loops, not just the APU ones, but like they require adjusting. And I'm just sad because the cloth preschools are gone. I wish we had a plastic tape cloth back diaper still, but we do not. But we'll just accept the abrasiveness of all the hook and loop to accept our cloth diapers going forward. But they're so cute, so it, it's worth it. All right, so you, you have introduced some new jargon that I want to make sure and clarify with folks. So you talked about positional printing. What is that? I, and I'm not a diaper manufacturer, so quote me if I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong. But yeah, it just means instead of it being like the same pattern, just kind of like repeated on the diaper, that each diaper gets its own individual design. Therefore, it can be asymmetrical and... Yeah, literally just be asymmetrical. So it's a specific print to diaper instead of like, I guess, like a stamp going over and over again with no cut to it, if that makes sense. Oh, I see. So it prints to a very specific place on the diaper. It's You're not just like sort of making a one big fabric and then making as many diapers as you can out of it. Exactly. Yeah. The other ones, it's basically just like print diaper tape on front panel print diaper tape on front panel but the positional printing that's why you can see i'm looking at an alligator right now you got the little gator guy on the side instead of everything being mirrored symmetrical on it so ah, okay so that was a big breakthrough you also said hook and loop can you say more about hook and loop and you said cloth back versus plastic now this may sound very basic but let's just make sure everybody's up to speed what do you mean by hook and loop what do you mean by cloth back versus plastic so for legal reasons, um, hook and loop is basically Velcro. <laughs> so it's the Velcro tapes, which requires the front panel to have the more abrasive texture so that the hook and loops do stick to the thing. But because we are adults and we have bigger bodies, I think having that size of an abrasive front is just like a lot for people with more sensory issues. I know for me, like, even if the diaper's too small, I'll even have to like cut the sides. I've learned ways to like fold them, but yeah, it's a little tough with the abrasiveness of hook and loop, but there's also two types of hook and loop. Um, Bambino, and I'm trying to think who else, but I know Bambino has the softer, so you know how there's, you gotta visualize with me. So we have the square tapes with the kind of like teethy ends and they're just like an actual square. Those ones are gonna be a little more stiff than the more cloth tapes that have the curvy edges on them that you'll see on Bambino. Bambino sells both types of uh, hook and loop tapes, but the, yeah, the more rounded edges, those are a little more pliable, therefore more comfortable and more soft. Like they come on the Bloomies and I believe the V2 Bellissimos, which I'm a big fan of the Bloomies specifically. They also have an all white version of this diaper with the uh, hook and loops with the curvy side, so the softer hook and loops. So that's another option for all white diapers other than just Mega Max. Um, and yeah, cloth versus plastic. There's 
the I guess it's not technically cloth, but like the like soft diaper material versus the actual waterproof plastic. So then like we said with soupy, then you start seeping instead of leaking if you have cloth bags. Ah, I see. Okay. So you can have a cloth bag that still is water permeable. I found they hold up pretty good as long as you pay attention um, and, like, don't wait too long to do a change. But, yeah, sometimes the cloths will seep just through any point of the diaper that has, like, contact with the chair or the floor or whatever versus the plastic's going to keep it in there until it leaks out of a spot, right? Ah, I see. Okay. So, Ultra Pampers, I know you have some strong feelings on this. This may be the most divisive third rail electrified topic in ABDL aside from top or bottom tapes first, which obviously bottom tapes first, then top. Um, No top tapes for life. Stop it. No bottom tapes. Lou. Well, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to let you guys fight this out. I'm going on mute. You figure it out. And actually the whole problem is solved if you just have one tape on each side. So there we go. Let's oh. really complicate the issue. Then you don't have a bottom or a top. You just do the one and it's big and it holds. Like a tennis stretch kind of thing? Uh, I was thinking about actually the original um, Cushies and, and things oh, like that. Oh, yeah. That's right. Wait, okay, Lou, I, I, need, to, I need to be a good host and, and give you the airtime you deserve. Why top tapes first? Well, I do agree. Single tapes forever. Um, but because, I don't know, I'm a mom. I'm the best at putting diapers on, first off. So I'm right <laughs> in this. But you do. A, you do. As a dad, I'm going to fight you on that one, but whatever. <laughs> ding, ding, let's go. Um, so you you do your little folds, too. I can't do this over, you know, voice, obviously. But you get your little folds, and then you place the diaper, and then you do the top tapes. And then you, like, flatten it out to make sure there's no wrinkles. And then you do the bottom tapes. And then you do the top tapes again once you pull the diaper up a little bit. Get that booty in there. And then, yeah, top tapes again. And then make sure everything's good. Bottom tapes one last time just to perfecto, and you're good to go. Wait, so you, this is this is for a Velcro where you can retape. Well, I won't commit. So if I'm doing um, plastic tapes, I won't, like, smush them down every time. I'll just kind of lightly place it and then not be too rough with Ah. the diaper. Yeah, so you don't commit. I call it a commit stick. You don't do your commit stick the first time. (laughs) And then once you're good, then you press them down there. (laughs) Oh, man, this is a really sophisticated system. I need to learn your system. That's really something. Ultra Pampers, I mean, in the style of a presidential debate, uh, you know, you have 45 seconds to respond. Why bottom tapes first? Um, I, I, the time that it takes to do that fancy technique of multiple retaping and everything, um, I, I don't, I don't have time for that. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that. Hey, nobody got time for that. You know, it's funny. Uh, there's so many different ways to, to to put them on yourself and put them on other people, and some things work great. You learn through time. Um, standing bottom tapes first with a real pretty aggressive angle up keeps them from digging into your thighs. That lower set of tapes. Let those get positioned and then use the top ones to, to snug it up around the waist. But people have different body shapes and diapers have different shapes. And so you have to really just try what works on different people and with different and with different constructions and shapes of the actual diaper chassis, uh, as it were. So, But I, I tend to think that, that bottom tape's first if it's a four tape. Uh, and let's not even get into six tape, right? Vintage to tens. Oh, my like God. That. Uh, <laughs> it's never middle tapes first, I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, so I, I, I think you said something quite helpful, which is um, people differ, body types differ, diapers differ, absolutely. I don't think, you know, as much as I, I sort of, you know, go on and on about bottom tapes first, I don't think it probably is a one answer. So I'm grateful for that. Um, and 
I think whatever you find that works for you, that's probably right. When I put this question to Adam at North Shore, he totally just walked away from the question. He answered nothing. He totally wussed out on it. So Adam, I'm coming for you. Um, I do want to say, uh, we talked about cloth backed versus plastic backed ultra pampers. You have some thoughts on this too. I would love to hear it. I do, uh, and I think it's because I grew up in the era, and I think my affinity uh, for diapers and evolving into a DL um, happened when, um, you know, uh, uh, diapers were at their kind of pinnacle. Um, Plastic-backed, excellent construction, all this, whether you're talking about uh, adult products or, or baby products, I guess. Um, and then uh, Huggies went and released. I don't think they were actually the first, but they were the first major brand that went and released uh, what we call a cloth-backed um, uh, cover. And that got all the parents uh, up in arms, and they loved it. They thought that was fantastic. But I, I would often just demonstrate that if you go drag uh, you know, smooth plastic cover, polyback, over your wrist, where it's very, very sensitive, right? It's extremely smooth. There's not very much friction there. Meanwhile, you take a, a spun bone, uh, sorry, spun blown melt bond cover. It's a mouthful, uh, the technical term for that fuzzy cloth-like cover, which interestingly enough is, is still a plastic, um, and do the same thing, do that same test. I, I didn't like it. It's, it's itchy. It's, uh, it gets fuzzy when it, it, it uh, wears. Um, I, I just was really shocked uh, way back then that people thought that was a, a better product than, uh, than the traditional smooth polybacked. And so I, I was really upset that the, that the industry was going that way and they thought it was a newfangled thing. But it was typical marketing. We've got to do something new. We've already reached kind of like the best these things can be. What yeah. can we just change to get over our competition? And so they did that. And then Procter & Gamble had to, had to follow. Uh, and then some of the, the uh, adult manufacturers did the same thing, some of the ones that we won't name that are absolutely terrible products and first quality and um they 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 did the same thing they immediately went and got away from the the polybacked uh covers yeah what's interesting is underneath all that um underneath the the fuzzy cover uh is still a waterproof layer that's poly yeah. but typically what happens uh and again i'd love for for some of the folks like the owner of abu to, to chime in because they've actually been to the actual factories you know and know the, the deep technical information um but there's still a plastic layer there but typically what happens is now that plastic layer is very very thin it's super super thin which is why there were so many problems with the cloth backed covered diapers having seeping issues because there's pinholes in that really really thin poly layer, as opposed to a thick single poly layer that is robust and doesn't have pinholes. Um, so seepage through cloth-like uh, covers was, was a significant issue that some of the better brands have solved. Uh, I'll grant them that. Still not a, not a fan. Um, but to the other thing that we were discussing, the, um, the positional printing and everything, uh, it's, it's neat to see how the technologies that have changed in diaper manufacturing for baby uh, diapers have finally... I mean, they've made it to, to large format adult diapers um, because if you can really follow that, actually, uh, how that happened um, years ago um, to see when that printing all over changed, where it wasn't just a back sheet that got pre-printed with a pattern that repeats. Uh, then, you, then you saw in baby diapers where they actually had a, 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 a print that matched the, the shape of the whole thing, and that was that positional printing. And now that has finally made it all the way up to 
to the machines that produce the diapers that, that we like. And, and so that's neat. That's a, that's a pretty cool yeah. uh, ev- evolution, I think. And it seems like that's the that's the order of things, right? It goes first to baby diapers, and then it works its way up to adult diapers. Um, but I am excited to see what happens with positional printing. I'm excited to see what clever ways uh, f- folks figure out how to have this part of the diaper look like this, and this part look like this. And are there sort of special things that we put on unique parts for specific reasons? I think that's way cool. Um, and I, maybe one, one, one or both of you understands this, but I've been told that pull-ups are notoriously hard to make for some reason. We all scream at the manufacturers, why can't you make a decent pull-up? And there was, of course, a pull-up that was released um, earlier this year that was very not popular because it looked like trash. Um, Any idea why pull-ups are so hard to make? I don't know why it's so difficult. I think, I'd imagine, because they just haven't released um, like machines in our size, which makes no sense, though, because they just started making the extra large like the new released good nights and those are bigger and so we just need to make them a little, keep making them a little bigger for everyone but no i'm a huge pull-up fan so i i get frustrated with our lack of cute pull-ups because also if you go buy depending on your size like if you fit in the kids xls if you go buy the adult extra small slash smalls they're like gigantic and if you pee in them they just like fall off and they're just awful and there's like kind of not a middle ground it's like you'll be squeezy in the kids xls but then you wear the adult ones and they're just awful because yeah but there are they're coming out with a lot of like period under like disposable period underwear yeah so and those are cute and they Totally. I'm like, I low-key see what you guys are doing. So we'll, we'll see where that goes. We got the people, of those of us with uteruses, we got it covered. We're going to make them happen. Thank you for pushing forward for all of us. Um, yeah, I... I have been flummoxed by this question, as has much of the ABDL world for years. And I've spoken to diaper manufacturers. And I'm like, why can't you make a cute pull-up? What is the problem? And I've yet to get an answer a straight answer, or at least an answer I can understand. So if you are one of those manufacturers, you have dug in deep, just give me a good answer. We, I will share it with everybody. I just want to know. So let me go back to, to, um, little Kings because, uh, ABU put these out and the, the ABDL world just went bananas for a while. It is cloth backed. Um, and did you say I, I've, I've never used them myself, but, um, are, are they, they're hook and loop as well? Yes, they are hook and loop. Okay. Um, what I know is that a lot of folks went nuts for them because of the adorable design and that they felt kind of more babyish somehow. What, I, do you have any sense, what is it about them that makes them feel kind of babyish? I think they were the fir- not the first ever, but some of the only diapers to be released that kind of hit the nail on the head that instead of being diapers made for adult babies they are more like baby diapers made for adults so Ah. yeah aesthetically they're the right pastels they're not too crowded they're not too loud they're soft they're adorable and then i know the what is it the kings are basically like the old pampers and then the gators are like the old loves or something i might have that backwards but yeah they just actually look like baby diapers which is what we really want right it is, I think, but what's interesting is to think about the era uh, and what people recognize and what they they loved about, uh, I guess, the baby diapers that they grew up 
with or in or when they saw them in a magazine ad or, or whatever. Um, because I agree that what they've accomplished is an equivalent to a scaled-up baby diaper for today and done a great job at that. But for someone like me, um, I think when they came out with the original SDKs, they accomplished that same thing for people who looked at that as, as the pinnacle, right? They, they made a scaled-up uh, baby diaper with the taping zone print only, and that checked a lot of, a lot of boxes. That's certainly among my list of, of favorites. Um, but I do like what they've done because that, people have asked for that. Hey, can you make what you can go to the store today and buy in baby sizes? Can you make that? Uh, in an adult size. So I, I feel the same. It fits the same as the prints all over. And, uh, and they've accomplished that, which is why uh, it just went nuts when they got released and everybody, everybody wanted it. Great success. That is, yeah, that is such a great way for me to think about it is it's a, it's a baby diaper sized up, not an adult diaper tried to made babyish. So that, that really helps me understand. And I will share a couple of thoughts from from folks uh, online. Little Cater Tot said, I know this is probably a common answer, but Little Kings, by a long shot, I've never had a diaper fit as well as they do, and they just make me feel so cute. And Padded Little Paradise says, ABU Little Kings with peek, uh, peekaboos. I, I never know how to say peekaboos or PKBUs, but uh, it's a close second. They're very comfy and cute and reliable. And uh, we talked about Baby Mooshake 420 earlier, who had uh, who had mentioned Mega Max as their everyday dip, but uh, they said ABU knocked it out of the park with both Lil Kings and Alpha Gators. Comfort and absorbency. And I've heard this about Lil Kings just being incredibly comfortable. Uh, and I think some of that is due to kind of the, the stretchy factor, the cloth, and the Velcro. I, I certainly, when I've experienced cloth covered dips with velcro super comfortable say what you will about the seepage but super comfortable uh friends there is no way we're gonna get this episode done in our normal 45 minute period it ain't gonna happen so we're gonna call this part one and uh i'm gonna invite our listeners to stay tuned and send us a note and tell us what is your very favorite diaper and why and just hang out. Wait for a week. It's just a week. Just wait a week. And we'll bring you part two of the diaper episode 2022. We'll be back with Ultra Pampers and with Lou for part two. So hang in there. Real quick, Ultra Pampers, if folks want to get in touch with you, how should they do that? Uh, I'm, I'm on Twitter under this uh, same handle. Uh, I think uh, FetLife as well. Um, I probably have uh, Tumblr and some other things as well, though I'm not there uh, very often. Um, and just ultrapampers at gmail.com is just fine. Perfect. And Lou, if folks want to get in touch with you, how should they do that? Brat Sakistic on pretty much all platforms, and that is B R A T S O C H I S T I C. Perfect. Thank you. And don't go anywhere. Just, just keep your fingers and toes crossed uh, for one week. And we're going to be back with part two of the diaper episode 2022. This has been another episode of Love in Brief. Mm-hmm.